0: And welcome back to the Tanay Talks podcast, the podcast that educates and entertains the podcast where you come to laugh and learn. I am your host, Tanay, and I'm so glad to be back to my talkers and my listeners out there. It is just so good to be in season seven. Season seven is brought to you by 810 Tacos, a taco seasoning company. 810 Tacos is packed with nine high quality flavors that is high in flavor and low in sodium. Turn up your next Taco Tuesday with 810 Taco Seasoning, and you're guaranteed to be memorable. You'll be a hit for the rest of the year, the decade, the century, because they're going to be talking about the flavor in your tacos with that 810 taco seasoning. So make sure you visit 810tacos.com. And guess what? Tell them Tanay sent you. Today's episode is entitled Hope for Teen Moms. Many of you may have been a teen mom or know of a teen mom or teach a teen mom or encountered a teen mom, (laughs) all of us. um, I, I wasn't a teen mom, but I am inspired by my favorite teen mom. Sometimes I don't like the moniker, but I'll dedicate this show to my good friend, Dr. Sierra Cuthbert, who was indeed a teen mom and did not let that moniker or the stigma or the statistics associated with a teen mom, stop her. So shout out to you, Dr. CC, one of the coldest, best OBGYNs in the country. Hope for Teen Mom's today's guest is Ms. Glenda Moten. Ms. Glenda Moten is an educator in the Miami-Dade Public Schools. She also is an author, and she wrote a book entitled um, Hope for Teen Mom. We're going to let her talk more about it. Before we get into that, I want to give you a few statistics about teen pregnancy that you might not have known about. According to the CDC, uh, from 2018 to 2019, teen birth rates have declined. So that's good, right? (laughs) Uh, 5.2% in the uh, Hispanic community for decline. It went down 5.8% for non-Hispanic whites and it went down 1.9% for non-Hispanic blacks. The Office of Population Affairs reported that in 2020, the teen birth rate was 15%. 24 for every 15 to 19, uh, excuse me, for ages 18, excuse me, ages 15 to 19 (laughs) for uh, teen pregnancies for every 1,000 persons. So they're on the decline. But in case you happen to know a teen mom or have been a teen mom and you didn't think there was any hope for you or you don't think there is any hope for you, Ms. Glenda Moton is here to let you know there is hope. So welcome to the show, Glenda Moton.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Tanae. Good morning to the listening audience. I am so honored to um, be featured on your show this morning to talk about um, A Book of Hope, 14 Moms. But the title of the book is called Love, Lessons, and Lullabies, A Book of Hope, 14 Moms. It is still in production. I guess we're uh, collaborating with the school that's actually going to be telling their stories and dedicating the baby page Um Uh, To their child or to the unborn child. So, yes, that's the title of it. Love Lessons and Lullabies, a book of hope for teen moms.
0: Love Lessons and Lullabies, a book of hope for teen moms. And previously, when we talked, you said that you're gonna, uh, there's gonna be actually lullabies, like, like, hush, little yes. baby, don't say a word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let me tell you, you know, I labored over this title. I was like, OK, Lord, I, I I need a title for it because it's all about community, engaging the community. And so love lessons and lullabies. When you think about love, when young uh, moms find themselves in a position uh, where they're pregnant, sometimes they don't feel the love. They don't feel the acceptance. They feel just a plethora of feelings that are going through. So it's it's about self-love, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you look at lessons, I thought, okay, so now that you found yourself in this position, what lessons... Uh, Have you learned and how can you pay it forward to other young, young, young mothers that may find themselves in the same predicament? So there is always there are always lessons to learn behind what we encounter, even if you're not a teen mom, just in life in general. And of course, lullabies. When you think about that, I'm not specifically speaking about baby baby baby. Uh, Songs. It could be a song that resonates within them. It may be an R.I.B. It may be a Christian song. It may be something that while they're sitting in those quiet moments that they can sit and they as they touch their stomach and they can feel the baby move. Maybe a song will come up in their spirit and they'll begin to hum. So that's where the lullabies comes in, because every mother. I believe in my heart, has a song for their child. And so when you have that self-love, that love, the lessons that you've learned that you can help pay it forward for someone else that may encounter that same situation. And then of course, the lullabies are the songs that really resonate to speak to you and the baby.
0: I really love that. Um, What comes to mind when I think about a song that a mother has in her heart for that unborn child is the the song Zion by Lauren Hill. And in the song, she she was in uh, the height of her career. Um, She wasn't a teen mom, but she was in the height of her career when she got pregnant. And many people told her to abort her baby. Many people told her that it would be the end of her if she had this baby, Um, just all types of things. And so she wrote this song called Zion and named her son Zion and talked about those struggles and, and why his birth would be the joy of her life. And most recently, that same baby, is now a man and now he has grandchildren. So she has been blessed by this child that everyone told her not to have. And I'm pretty sure that resonates with a lot of teen moms. When you are a teen mom, because you're in high school, that frontal lobe is not fully developed. You know, that doesn't become developed till you're 25 years old. Um, You may have been an irresponsible person maybe you were a responsible team but you know things happen sometimes you get caught up in the moment and sometimes people are telling you abort the baby don't have the baby it's going to ruin your life you can't be this you can't be that and some of those team mom that that baby that child actually saved their lives
1: absolutely um, absolutely um so the reason why I uh, am writing in the process and actually it's the students that are going to be writing their story telling their stories behind what actually happened is that I really have a passion for young people in general but young mothers because like you mentioned they sometimes they feel abandoned they feel rejected they feel you know left behind and they see themselves and the situation that where there's nowhere to turn. And that's not exactly the case because um, they can tell their stories, they can tell about their journey and it gives them an opportunity to use the power of the pen really to inspire Write and to publish or tell their stories, mm-hmm. and so it's important that that they do that. You know, I remember when we were growing up as um, young teenagers, we used to have the diaries that have the lock on it. I don't. Know if yeah, you remember I, that, had right? <laughs> I had one. So I
0: had a purple one. <laughs>
1: have, yeah. So, so you know, when you find yourself in those low moments, it's always good, even if it's not a low moment. Just get a, a diary, a journal. And just begin to journal and just begin to write because your feelings are going to pour out on paper. The story is going to be told on paper, and it, then you can look back—maybe a year, two years, five years from now—and after you, after after they birth that child, you can look back through that journal and say, "Wow, is that what I was feeling during that particular time? I didn't know that I, you know, was suffering from depression, anxiety, just just a number of things." But journaling is a way to be able to write and to uh, soothe those areas that have just been clouded. And it's also good not to take in a lot of noise. Sometimes there's a lot of distraction. People are telling you, you're never going to make it. I knew this was going to happen. You're going to be just like your mother, et cetera, et cetera. And so the bottom line is that, you know what? That is not your story. That is not your destiny. I'm referred to as the purpose pusher. So I'm going to push my young people into their destiny, what does it take? It takes someone that has a passion, that has a love, that can encourage, that can motivate and let them know, you know, this is not the end all be all. I remember I did an interview one time and I said to the, to the um, gentleman that was interviewing, me, I says, you do not have to, uh, you know, um, I said something to the effect about, you don't have to become a victim of your community. You can become a success. That's and right. that's what it's all about. That no matter what you mm-hmm. have encountered, Um, The sky is the limit. You just need to know that there are going to be people that are going to be behind you that will support you, push you in the right direction so that you can become successful.
0: Absolutely. You said something um, that was quite striking. You said that sometimes the teen mom gets uh, something said to them as um, you're going to be just like like your mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that indicates to the child if their mom was a teen mom, statistics does show that most teen moms, their child becomes a teen mom, but it's such a negative stigma to that terminology. You're going to be just like your mom saying as if that child that is now bearing a child was a mistake and in some way was a terrible decision for their mom to have them. So we need to be mindful and careful of our words that we say to people this this pink weapon right here (laughs) the Mm -hmm. tongue it's (laughs) it's truly the power of life and death I said I say that the tongue kills more people in dreams than a gun whatever because you can just tear someone down with those words saying that they'll never be nothing or they'll never amount to nothing or you're stupid The words are very powerful. So instead of discouraging that young Mm -hmm. lady or even Mm -hmm. that young man, because when we think about teen pregnancy overall, it's (laughs) true. It's too, we focus on the mom mm-hmm. and sometimes the, the man is able to go flourish and live his life. But sometimes, you know, both parties have to take responsibility for that. So let's be mindful and careful what we say to the young people. And I'm so glad that those young ladies have a person like you in their corner and in their life. I wanted to ask you, um, what prevalent myths are associated with being a teen mom?
1: Oh, wow. That they won't finish school, that their life is over, Oh, my gosh. They can never. This is one that's really interesting. They will never be in a healthy relationship. I've never heard that one. But wow. Yeah, Think about it. I actually collaborated with one of my um, church members and and we were talking and uh, I, I and, you know, I said, wow, they will never be in a healthy relationship. Just think about it. You know what? I, I I I don't have children myself personally. Not I never birthed any children, but I, I'm a spiritual mom. So a number of kids that I teach through that I've taught through Miami-Dade County Public Schools, but. Um, When you think about not being in a healthy relationship, because you've made that mistake, some people think that it's, well, it is a cycle. If you continue the same thing over and over again, then you look from a different lens, a different perspective. Wow, am I ever going to be able to find love again? Am I ever going to be able to be in a healthy relationship again? Mm -hmm. You know, I can relate to my own self with not having a father in the home or someone that can validate you, someone that can love you and encourage you. And so as a result of that, I made a lot of mistakes. My self. Never had any children, but in um, relationships that were not healthy. Mm-hmm. So that's going back many, many years ago. So just think, bring it forth now mm-hmm. for someone who um, is, is, is a teen mom and thinking that, okay, my life is over because I have this baby. There's so many responsibilities that, are, that, that come along with it. Mm-hmm. And, and so they may be thinking, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be in a healthy relationship. Am I going to be able to find love and I'm going to be able to find someone that's just that just can sit down and listen sometimes. It's not always about being in the arms of a man or what in situations like that, but being in a healthy relationship, we have to take care of ourselves first. And I think that when we do that on the inside, what's on the inside, if it's healthy, it's going to radiate on the outside. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you will be attracted to those that see something special about you, that mm-hmm. there's something unique about you, that that there's something that causes me to gravitate towards you because you're gonna have that presence, you're gonna have that R, and you'll be like, wow. Mm-hmm. And, and so it will even surprise them, mm-hmm. but it's about self-care and taking care of ourselves, letting what's on the inside radiate on the outside and we will attract. What who we are is who we attract. Ooh
0: that's a word who we are
1: is who we attract <laughs> so if you're in that you know i, I like to say if you're a loader bar or if you think that you, you know you're the bottom and yeah and so that's what you're going to attract because uh you know if your radiance on the outside if your persona on the outside is like, uh, uh you know you're dragging this this is that thing. you know what hey who else is dragging drags bring drag okay <laughs> but- <laughs> Drag ring, drag, okay. <laughs> okay. Glenda, that
0: baby, that was a word right there because <laughs> so, you know, you work in education. I, I too work in education um as my full-time job. Mm-hmm. And you are uh, absolutely right. It is if you think you can't, you cannot. If you think mm-hmm. you can, you can. If you think highly of yourself, like you said, it'll resonate on the outside and so. Oh, you just, you stung me so much. I've never <laughs> heard someone say that, but the fact that people say you'll never be in that healthy relationship, I've seen it manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen young ladies, some who have become teen moms. And then um, after that, they every man that they get with, they bear a child for that man. Yes, yes. And so I want to say to those who may tune into this, every man that you date, you don't have to sleep with you don't have to have sex with dating. The process of dating is to getting to know someone and they don't have to get to know you through your lady parts. (laughs) They can get to know you through your intellect. And so, oh my gosh, yes. Oh, you will be in a healthy relationship and you don't have to take crap from anyone who feels like, that you're a single mom or you're a baby mama, that you're less than, and that you're required to give it up to them just because you have this baby. And I think a lot of teen moms think that I wasn't a teen mom, but I was a single mom. And I was, I hung around a lot of guys, you know, as my friends. And some of them would say things like, oh, not referring to me, but to a young lady. Oh, she, you know, she got kids or whatever that's easy access or she got kid, multiple kids. Um, You know, her mm, is good. And so they kind of prey on that and prey on those women with no intention of having a serious relationship, relationship. with those mm-hmm. women. So ladies, if you're out there listening to this and even young men take pride in who you are and yeah. you don't have to accept anything less than what your greatness is
1: amen yes yes yes
0: <laughs> oh miss glenda um <laughs> wow was there any more besides that but that just struck me? I was like, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um one is that um they're unable to accomplish their dreams or their goals and this simply is not true and then sometimes you know obstacles can maybe place in their pathways Mm-hmm. So in a situation like that, it, it negates them and stops them and impedes them from like moving forward. However, if they have someone that's in their corner, as I mentioned previously, it can push, encourage, motivate, then this can make the world of difference. And it's important that we, you know, equip our young ladies, mm-hmm. you know, let them know, give them different resources. It's all about education. It's all about knowledge. Knowledge is, is power, you know, and so and walk alongside them you know, during this particular journey. So um, they can accomplish, they can become entrepreneurs. They can graduate from high school. As your friend that she honored this program to this morning, she's at OBGYN. So the sky is the limit. Let nothing, they have to push forward, push past the obstacles, eliminate the noise that the, the distractors that are that's in their ears saying this and saying that mm-hmm. and get into that quiet place. You know what? You know, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. And that's mm-hmm. so important.
0: That's so important. I think about um these team moms, and we we use these, I want to say catchphrases, right? Things like it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And yet sometimes the village abandons that team mom. <laughs> yes. So for those who out there who um know of a team mom have been team encountered a team mom, help her out sometimes, babysit her children for her so that maybe she can go to that job interview. We Sometimes we hear stories of um teen moms or single moms who leave their children in a car really quickly so they can go to the interview, so they can get the job, so that they can take better care of their children. And then, you know, CPS is caught, uh, caught on them. And then there's a whole cycle of that going on. So if we truly believe in the concept of it takes a village to raise a child, then be that village. Yes. Help that team mom out, help that mother out, help that young man out. Be the village.
1: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> be the village. Be the village. You know, I'm I'm looking at um establishing a podcast where I can have you know, um, young um, mothers to come on to tell their story about the good, bad or indifferent, because you know, everything's not always good. Mm-hmm. And so also having um, a licensed clinician on there as well, mm-hmm. because it's so important. And, you know, it's all about um, saving our community, you know, empowering our community, letting them know what resources are available for them and, and, um, and being able to reach out And so um, that uh, when when you look at that, that's just really, you know, these are the pieces that you put everything together that's going to make our community stronger. It's about building and connecting community. And and so um, and also looking further down, perhaps in the spring, um, looking at doing something where I can um, have the community come in and do a sip and chat and then just have different vendors come in so that we can provide things, uh, resources. I mean, tangible things Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, the, what are it, Pampers, things like that. Not the milk, better, of right. all of those things, yes.
0: Um, we talked about, you know, there is hope for teen moms and some of the supports that they need in order for that to happen. What are some risks associated with being a teen mom?
1: Mm, wow, perhaps one of the biggest things is that when they find out that they are pregnant, sometimes depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, feeling lost, nowhere to turn um, uh, my nurse practitioner <laughs> this morning i saw her and she was like you know miss milton i got pregnant at the age of 19 not exactly a teen but she said i was afraid to tell my mom because i knew how she was going to react mm-hmm. so you know just that depression that anxiety feeling stressed out feeling lost don't know where to turn and uh, you know and it's all about building that bond and that relationship with the family being able to talk to the mother being able to talk to the father, even to the aunt. Sometimes if you don't have um, that communication built within the family unit, maybe there's a teacher such as myself. So I would, you know, if if a situation came up like that, I'm going to be looking for resources. I'm going to be checking with, you know, the clinicians to find out what can I do to help this. I would even go with the child to the parent and say, okay, let's set up up a conversation with the, let's meet and let's talk about it. So let's move forward because you know what's done is done. You can't mm-hmm. take it back. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Another thing is um, sometimes team moms having it, they feel that they need to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, dealing with the trauma as a team, and not only as a team mom, but as an adult, mm-hmm. they have to defend themselves. It's like I don't owe you any, you know, explanation. It happened, and mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna take the responsibility for it, and and I'm gonna move forward. And then another thing is being labeled by society. You know, there's there's that label. You know, back during the day, it was like really taboo during my time to really be pregnant. But when you're labeled by, by society and by others, sometimes this includes family and friends. Mm-hmm. And that is such a stigma. Mm-hmm. And so you may even have a teen mom that may just want to end her life mm-hmm. because of the situation that they're in. That is not the end-all be-all. That's not going to solve anything. It just compounds the situation there's, and there's grief that's associated with it. And that's not the objective. The objective is to steer that young mother in the right direction, provide the resources for her, be in constant communication, mm-hmm. verbally, written, on the phone, et cetera. Take the child out. Let's sit and have lunch. Let's talk. And because talking is a, is a great avenue, and so those some, those are some of the um, risk in terms of being aff- affiliated with uh, being associated with being a, a teen mom. And another thing too, feeling cut off by society. Mm-hmm. My God, when they feel that they can't be seen. Mm. Do you know that there are some young people who have been pregnant, and nobody ever knew they were pregnant until the day of the birth.
0: Yeah, I've seen those. Sometimes I'll be okay. like, wow, but yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. true. It happens.
1: <laughs> so when you feel cut off by society, when they feel that they can't be seen because of the the stigma, the shame, the guilt. God, how did I get myself in this situation? But the, but the whole gist of the matter is that, you know what, we have to, even though they find themselves in that situation, being able to empower them. Yeah. To know that, you know what, there's still greatness on the inside of you. What are some things that you want to accomplish? You want to be a doctor? You want to be a teacher? You want to be a lawyer? You know, what is it? Whatever. You know what? I, I will be there to support you every step of the way. And so that is incumbent upon all of us that that are educators, um, that are family members, that are aunts, that are uncles. They're just people that are mentors because mm-hmm. we all have a part to play.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you said one of the risks is the depression, and I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Depression, the anxiety when you're pregnant, produces a chemical called cortisol, mm-hmm. which can affect the baby, which can lead them to have things like ADHD and ADD. So, mm-hmm. it is important to support that um, team, mom, um, to ease that anxiety. But I have a question for you, Glenda. Yes, do you feel? Like sometimes the village doesn't want to support the teen mom because they feel like if they're supporting them, they're giving them license to have more kids.
1: Um, you know, some people may have that 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 mindset. I don't think everyone has that mindset, but I think if you um, take look at that teen from a different lens and be like, you know what, baby, I I understand, especially if you you know my age and you're older. You know, because now you have grandmothers now that are almost like <laughs> in line with the teenagers. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't believe that that um, fits for everyone. I believe that there are people in the village that are genuinely concerned mm-hmm. about a teen mom and will take them, take them under their wings and they will nurture them and, and talk with them. And it's all about, you know, imparting wisdom. Giving, you know, words of wisdom, words of encouragement to let them know, as I mentioned previously, that this is not the end all be all. So some people in the village may say, oh, OK, well, yeah, actually going to do it again. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe I believe that the majority of the people that are in the village in our community will understand and take that child under the uh, under their wing, so that they can know. Because if you're going to engage in those kinds of activities, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that it's all about knowledge. You need to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm one, I believe in cel- celibacy. So you need to protect your vessel. That's important. Yeah. Um, so for me, in terms of the village, uh, I believe that there are people like myself and, and yourself as well, that really believe that they will take those um, young moms underneath their wings and they will nurture them, teach them mm-hmm. and give them words of wisdom that they can uh, you know follow.
0: Yes, yeah. and for those of you out there who are not engaging in celibacy, make sure you wrap it up. Use a <laughs> contraceptive <laughs> because not only are you at risk for a baby, you have risk <laughs> for disease. And oh, yes. Sometimes the disease you can't get rid of with an antibiotic. So, <laughs> Miss mm-hmm. <laughs> Glenda, why is this line of work in uplifting women and teen moms? Why is this so important to you?
1: Oh wow, you know. Um, I would start talking about this again with one of my church members and I was like, wow, I have to look at it this way. I see myself in every woman. Mm -hmm. I've been a victim of domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. I've been divorced. I've gone through a lot. And they always say that if you haven't gone through anything, you don't have no test. You ain't got no testimony. You know what I mean? And, And so my thing is, is that I've gone through several things in my lifetime, back relationship, not having a father figure, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but it's it's important to me to know that every woman whose path I cross, come across, has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. So my story dealing with teen moms, young young men, et cetera, it's you know, it's a way of validation. It's letting you know that you know this is this is who I am, and I'm here to support you. Um, it's about a win-win situation, not a win-lose or a lose-lose. It's about believing in one another. So I look at it this way: I'm an encourager, a nurturer, a motivator, I'm a supporter, and I'm known as the purpose pusher. I'm
0: <laughs> that I'm gonna help
1: you. <laughs> push you, push you into your destiny. So that you know, and at the end of it all, when you know that, you know what, I had someone that was in my corner that no matter what happened, there were times that I really wanted to give up, but I didn't, I stayed the course. It's about staying the course, no matter what it looks like, stay the course. We've all been through trials and tribulations and difficulties, but if you stay the course and you're consistent with it and you're steadfast, it will come to pass and you can look back Five, 10 years from now, and be like, "Wow, I I just didn't know I had the strength to really do it." But it's because of one person, just one. Don't take off, you know. Two people. Sometimes you have to have a village behind you, but it can take one person that can speak a word. That can change your whole life, change your trajectory of life, mm. change your destiny. And you'll have a whole different outlook. And you'll be like, What? I can't believe it. I, you know, I owe it to God first, but I owe it to someone who believed in me, mm. who knew that I had the goods on the inside, who mm. knew that I can handle the situation and I can push past my situation. And you so- better
0: be a purpose pusher. To- <laughs> Let God. You can push past the obstacles. <laughs> Listen, if everybody had a Glenda in their life, the world might be a better place. If of course. Yeah. Maybe you just, the word you just spoke when you said, when I look at women, I see, I look at myself inside of them. And if everybody, every woman took that POV and applied it, Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it would be so good. It would be so good. We wouldn't have these mean girls, and we wouldn't have cliques and people wouldn't feel ostracized if we took a mm-hmm. moment to see ourselves and
1: others. Oh, yes, you have to because you know, it's like, wow, you may see someone who's like on the corner, who's a prostitute. You may see someone who's on drugs. You mm-hmm. may see someone that's, you know, um, uh, just just on down and out, you know what I mean? But when you can see it, then you can speak to it. Speak mm. life. Oh, glory. To speak life to that situation. Linda.
0: <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> I felt that. You ain't grabbed <laughs> you right there. because yeah. You can speak life to that situation. It's like, it's not all dead. There's mm-hmm. something down on the inside. Yeah. You know, it may lay dormant because you know what? What happens is that when you have negativity on top of negativity and you're not going to be this, you're not going to do that, those are just stones that are being piled. Something on, when you have a a purpose-pushing like myself, I'm going in and I'm going to chomp it up, break
0: it up. We're going to kick
1: them stones. <laughs> <laughs> because the thing of it is, and then when you begin to regurgitate and get all that stuff out, out of you, then it's like a clean slate, a clean path, and then, you know, Things will begin to work for you, and you can see the light of day. But when you got a whole bunch of stuff coming at you, and it's piled up, and it's a negativity of this, and you're not gonna do, you're not gonna do that, and then you don't have the support of the village, <laughs> you don't have the, the, of the support of just your your family, your friends, even some teachers. Mm-hmm. I would like to think not, but you know, in some instances, that there may be some people, but the bottom line is that, you know, when you're able to get all of that out of your system mm-hmm. and have a clean slate to where something can be poured into you. Yes. already mm-hmm. When something can be poured into you mm-hmm. of goodness, of, of goodness. grace. Yes. And to know that, you know, you are destined for greatness. This is not the end.
0: It's not the that's a testimony right there, baby. Miss Linda, <laughs> lastly, what are some resources that are available for teen moms? Give it to us.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, I live in um in Broward County. And so there is an organization called Healthy Mothers Healthy babies, and it's uh, through the Broward Coalition, the Coalition of Broward County. They offer so many different services, like coaching services. Um, they offer bereavement support, healing, and they have something called Moms, M O M S, Mothers Overcoming Maternal Stress. Mm-hmm. So this is the Broward, the Coalition of Broward County healthy mothers, and healthy babies. They can just Google the information and that will come up. Another resource is the Broward County Teen Teen Parent Allowance. It's the Children's Services of Broward County, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I'm looking at uh, wanting to partner with with them so that I can even come in and speak to the girls, you know, to the teen moms, et cetera. Another uh, one is called um, the Broward Healthy Start Coalition. That's the Florida Health Start, Healthy Start, and the Broward Healthy Start Coalition. And the other is the Broward County Parents Resource Directory. There are a plethora of resources, Broward County Parents Resource Directory. So they can just Google that information and all of the information will come up. And there's so many resources that are available for our teen moms.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much, Ms. Glenda, for being a guest here on the Talks podcast. When that book drops, um, we'll make sure that those out there have the opportunity to get Love Lessons and Lullabies, A Book of Hope for Teen Moms. If you heard her here today, you know that she is definitely (laughs) a motivational speaker and definitely a purpose pusher. So thank you so much. Thank you for your uh, words of wisdom. Thank you for your uh, heart to help others.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you. To, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. And of course, you to your listening audience, uh, it's so important um, that we have someone in our corner that can push us into purpose and to push us into our destiny. And so um, thank you for the opportunity to speak with your listening audience and for having me on your show.
0: Thank you. And where can they follow you on social media?
1: Oh, uh, Glenda Moten, uh, Facebook. (laughs) Uh, Glenda Moten on Twitter and Glenda Moten on Instagram.
0: Make sure y'all follow her, folks. (laughs)